Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. And you know, Rachel, it's so easy for me to believe in you. I've just got to tell you, I believe in you without a shadow of a doubt. I believe and I trust when you tell me you're going to show up and do this show with me, I know you're going to do it. That's so sweet of you. You might have more belief in me than I have in myself, but I will remind you that one time I promised to show up and do the show and my GPS took me to a neighboring (laughs) state. That was hilarious. I did not show up very well that time. <laughs> yes, that is true. But that wasn't intentional. Correct. You just you sh- you showed up in Virginia, and I happened to be in North Carolina, only one state away. Small little problem. Yeah, no big deal. But here's what I want to talk about today. It's so easy for me to have faith in you. It's so easy for me to know that when I ask you anything that I can have faith that it's going to be a real answer it's going to be an honest answer and it's easy for me to put my faith in you however there are times in our lives when we we don't put that same kind of unashamed faith in the God of the universe the one who made us And what I mean by that is when you're driving down the road and you decide to uh, pass an 18-wheeler and you turn your turn signal on, you have faith that the people around you are going to see that you're going to go over into the passing lane. And then you take off around that 18-wheeler and you have faith that he's not going to cut you off or pull over into you. You have faith that you're going to Go in behind him and he's not going to run over you. You have faith that these things are going to work out the way they should. And yet, when we encounter things every single day in our lives that don't make sense, we have a really tough time having that kind of faith in God. Well, right, because that's how I wound up in Virginia when I was trying to get to North Carolina, because I had faith in my GPS. <laughs> I had faith in Siri. I had put in the correct address. Right. And I assume that she knows where she's taken me. And so when she told me to turn, I turned. When she told me to stop, I stopped. She <laughs> told me to go, I go. And I wound up on a dirt road being chased by dogs. <laughs> And I'm like, this is not the radio station. No. And she calls, Mama Lou, I don't know where I am. I don't know where I am. And there are angry dogs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we do. We put our faith in things. And, well, that's because I have used GPS before and it always worked. Right. You know, it is, it's easy to um, trust the things that really aren't trustworthy, but Sometimes it's hard to trust the God of the universe. And Rachel, you have been tested lately. You have been tested in a way to really have your faith put to the test with the storm that recently hit you. And that is something that I don't wish on anybody to have to go through. But you had to trust 
and have faith in a God that was going to carry you through the storm. Yes. And I had to come to terms with the idea that God's priorities might not fully align with mine. Mm. Um, and in other words, God might not be as concerned about the closet full of clothes um, that I'm concerned about losing or the furniture or the television, you know, or the the thing that you just bought last week <laughs> mm. and blowing away it goes. So um, sometimes God doesn't behave or do what we pray or ask or hope that he will do. But then we have to trust that what he does do is what we need. Well, that is so easy to say to someone, isn't it? But it's really hard to live it out at times. Maybe when we lose a, a parent or we go through the, the storm of life, those are tough times. And all of a sudden, all the things we've been preaching to our children or our friends, we have to actually internalize those and say, okay, God, if it was if it was good enough for me to quote scripture to someone else and tell them, oh no, you can have faith, just the size of a mustard seed. But when we're facing that storm and it's crashing in and you have to evacuate and leave everything behind, it's totally different practice. Yes. Then you're patting down your pockets saying, where did I put that mustard seed? <laughs> it's tiny and I can't find it now. So, Rachel, when we believe in Christ and we say, God, I, I accept you as my Lord and Savior, when, whenever we did that in our life, the Holy Spirit took up residence inside of us. And at that moment, it was done. It was done. Our salvation was secure. It was sealed. And so we are assured that that power is there to get through anything that that love is there to get through anything that that strength is there to get through anything and 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 sometimes i think we forget that that that's where our faith comes from it's not faith in us and it's not faith in this god of the universe it's faith in that god that put a seal and gave us the deposit of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Well, everything you're saying is reminding me of one of the, uh, for lack of a better description, one of the great benefits of being someone who is following Christ. And that is that our perspective can be taken off the temporal and the here and now and, and placed onto eternity where we can say, okay, right now I'm facing a hurricane or a wildfire or an earthquake or you know a job loss or a cancer diagnosis. And right now it seems like all hope is lost and, and my life is in tatters. Um, but there's this whole other life to come. Mm. Um, and that is secure. And all my treasure there, while my treasure here might wind up flooded and lost, all my treasure there is safe because it's where moth cannot reach and thieves cannot reach and and floodwaters will not reach. Um, and so that is, to me, helpful perspective to remember 
what's going on here is temporary and it might not work out the way we want it to work out, the way we hope or the way we pray that it will. But ultimately, we're sealed with that mark at the at the point of our 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 belief and our salvation and our eternal life is secure. And so when things are topsy-turvy here, take your perspective there. Well, it's easy to have faith in things that really don't deserve our faith. You know, the things that we have uh, every day facing us, the we have faith that the uh, lights are going to turn on. We have faith that the the stoplight's going to work That when we pull up to it. But to have the faith that comes from the inside, like deep in the inside of our being, to say, okay, God, I don't get it, but I don't have to get it. I don't have to understand because you told me that I didn't have to have all the knowledge all the wisdom because I trust a God who does have all the knowledge and does have all the wisdom. And Rachel, I know when I read the Bible, it's easy for me to judge the folks in those stories and say, well, why in the world would you not believe in God? He was there for you before. He's going to be for you again. It's easy for me to kind of point an accusing finger at them, but I can look back on my life and I bet you can too in those times of our lives when God showed up and we didn't understand at the time what in the world was going on until later. And we can look in the rearview mirror and see it. Yes, most big episodes of my life could be described that way, that I didn't understand what was going on. I remember when my father um, had a house fire, he was old and um, and infirmed and but still living alone and he made some spaghetti and caught the dish towel on fire on top of the stove and the police uh, and the firemen came and they put the fire out and they shut off the electricity to his condo and he came home with us and this was at the beginning of a weekend and we made plans on Monday to meet the insurance people there on on Monday morning and when we opened the door on Monday morning smoke billowed out of the condo they had not gotten the fire out all the way and nobody knew that so it continued all weekend long and what had just been a little stove fire that it affected a small part of the kitchen now the condo became a total loss Mm. and my dad was displaced from his home for months as we had to have the whole thing gutted and cleaned and remodeled and rebuilt and I just kept thinking, why, God, why? And for someone who's having um, some dementia issues and and whatnot, it's really hard for them to be in unfamiliar environments. It's very unsettling to them. And I just thought this is just the worst thing that has ever happened. Um, But we made it through that. We got Dad back into the new place, which was probably more uh, safer and secure because all of his belongings and things that he could have tripped over and, uh, you know, It was probably a cleaner, safer environment for him to spend his last year in. Um, And when he did go on to heaven, the entire place was ready to put right on the market. Mm. It didn't need remodeling or or fixing up or cleaning out. And so those were the hidden blessings um, that I didn't see coming. And we put that house on the market. It was newly remodeled. 
it sold for $5,000 more than our asking price. Wow. It never would have done that in the state that it was in prior to the fire. So, you know, you there's always blessings. You can always see on the back end how God worked things together for the good. There are times in our lives when we have an easier time trusting uh, the guy that, that mows our lawn, you know, trusting anything or anyone, but there are moments when we come to grips with the circumstances that are happening in our life and we make a choice and we react at that moment and say, okay, this is the hardest thing I've ever been through, but God, I know you and I know that you've been faithful before. And so Rachel, I know you are a big journaler Mm -hmm. and I am a happenstance journaler. I will do it and then I let it sit forever and then I do it again. And But I believe that when we do that, when we write down those things that we're struggling with, you know, God, I don't I can't find my faith, my mustard seed jar. I can't find my faith right now. When we're real with God and we write those things down and we say, Lord, I don't get it. And I know your kids struggling with the whole hurricane. They were like, what? What? You know, I don't get it. I don't understand. And it's okay to be real with God. He he knows mm-hmm. and he is real. And so it's okay to be real with him and say the real things that are on our hearts. But then when we look back on those journals, that's when our faith grows. Well, yes, something about writing it down when I get it out of my head and onto the page Usually that brings a measure of perspective and clarity that I did not have as it just bounced around inside my head. I don't know the the why for that, the the science or the rationale for why that is, but I just find it over and over to be true that I get uh, perspective and clarity as I write it all out versus when it's just being thought in my head. And also, if I don't seem to have that perspective coming as I'm writing it all out, when I then read what I wrote, it's almost like on that page, I know that it's me, but it's almost like that's one of my friends there. In other words, I can now speak to the person on that page. You know, like you were saying earlier, sometimes it's easier to tell a friend, oh, God's got this. God's got you. Uh-huh. Then when it's you in it and you're like, but I don't feel like I'm got. I don't feel gotten. And so I feel forgotten. I feel forgotten here. And I'm afraid I'm forgotten. And so sometimes when you write your own thoughts out there, then you're you're able to be, you're able to look at yourself on the page and say, hey, God's got you. Mm-hmm. Um, so journaling is really helpful for me. I think there's something, it gives us a certain amount of separation from our own thoughts. It helps us organize our thoughts as we write them out. And then it gives us enough distance from our own self that we can counsel ourselves. you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I love the fact that you are bringing that into a real practice because sometimes when you just say well I have faith well that's easy to say but how do you put that into practice what do you do on a day in day out basis to stretch your faith and say okay I know in in my intellect I know that God says I can trust him and I know that the Bible tells me that But how do I put that into practice every day? And so you're telling us a practical way to expand our faith 
and to really believe the things that God tells us are true. Yeah, write them down, read them out, and then talk to yourself like a friend. Speak to yourself like a friend. Counsel yourself like you would a friend. Coach yourself through something like you would a friend. It's hard to have faith when you can't see how God could possibly work this out. For me, it always helps me if I can dream up any sort of possibility of how there might be some good to come out of this. If I can find even one fantastical even way, <laughs> if my mind can think of some way, then it's like, it's like, okay. And, and that's silly because I know that his ways are higher than mine and he's way more infinite wisdom than mine, but it just helps me relax. And so I think that's why it's important that we tell one another stories yes. of faith and that we read the stories in the Bible of faith. Because if we can just see some way, um, we can hear someone else say, hey, I know a friend who went through something similar like this. This is how it went, you know, played out for them. And this is how they're doing today. You know, you're like... Okay, it's mm -hmm. possible. It is possible. And you have just shown your children. I've been watching you. You know, you and your husband and your two kids came to our house during the hurricane. And I watched you demonstrate for your children how to get through those times and have faith. And I think not only telling them the stories but helping them live it out and to be part of the story with them has been something that they will carry for generation to generation. It's like when you read about the Israelites and, and how God said, write it down, tell the stories of how I parted the sea, tell the stories how I, I freed you from Pharaoh, tell those stories over and over. Well, your family now has this rich wonderful faith-filled story of how Florence disrupted your life and you came together as a family and you saw your way through and I believe those stories shared with your family and demonstrating with your family is priceless well I'm not thankful for Florence but I am thankful for the um bonding that it brought our family and the ways that it has grown our faith. Well, today we are talking about faith and what God can do with a little bit of it. You know, I think it's easier for me to have faith that God is going to do something like, or God is going to provide for me when my own mind can figure out a way that he could do that. <laughs> right. But when my mind cannot see any way out of this, I cannot see how he could, you know, the whole he can do immeasurably more than we can even imagine. That's when it's harder for me to have faith. And so I'm reminded of the story in Second Kings chapter four, where uh, a widow um, is destitute. She has two sons. Her husband has died. She owes money. And so to collect the debt, her creditors are going to take her sons and make them slaves and she will lose everything. And so the prophet Elijah comes by and says, you know, basically, how can I help? What do you have? And she's like, I have nothing. I have nothing in my home except a jar that has a little bit of olive oil in the, in the end, bottom of it. 
So he says, okay, great. Give me that jar and I want you to find every other empty jar you've got. I want you to go to your neighbors and ask them if you can borrow some mason jars and bring them all in here. And then I want you to bring your sons in here to watch this. And then I want you to close your door and I want you to pick up that jar that has the little bit of olive oil in the bottom and begin pouring it. And I want you to fill as many jars as you can. Well, this made no sense, right? right? How does two inches of olive oil fill 18 mason jars full or whatnot? But she has faith enough to do what he says. And sure enough, the oil keeps pouring and pouring and pouring. It's like the, the multiplication of the fishes and the loaves kind right. of a thing. And when she gets to the very last jar, um, as she fills that last jar up, that's when the oil runs out. But she now has so much olive oil that um, she can sell it. And that's what he tells her to do. Now go take this jars in the marketplace, sell them and pay off your creditors. And then live, you and your sons, off of the rest of that. I mean, can it, it was more than 18 jars. I can't even imagine. Can you? No. How many jars that took? But there it was. It was just Elisha telling her, do this. Take what little bit you've got, what tiny bit of oil, what little mustard seed of faith you have. Take what little bit you've got and exercise that, right? You know, you have the faith and then God provides. All she needed to do was have enough faith to try this crazy thing she was being told to try. Um, and then, you know, her, her little home turns into an olive oil factory. <laughs> She's like the, the large producer of olive oil in the region. <laughs> but, you know, that reminds me of the little saying that my pastor used. He said, God can do more with your little than you can do with your more. So, in other words, whenever we think, well, if I had more, then I would have more faith. If I, no, that's not, that's just the opposite of how God works. God says, no, no, bring me your little bit, and I will do more with that than you could ever do with more. So, if she had had, you know, three or four big jars of olive oil, then she would have tried to make do. Do the best you can with what you got. That's how we are, right? We're going to pull ourselves up with our own bootstraps. But God says, no, no. It's good that you only have a little bit to offer right now. It's interesting to me in the Bible how often um, people were asked to do something that didn't make sense. Now, you and I know that God has the power to just heal just say the word think the thought you know but how often people were told to like go down to the river and put mud on their eyes right do these crazy things that really weren't actually part of the healing process at all except that what it was is a, de a, a demonstrative way that they could exercise their faith if they were willing to go do the crazy thing walk down to the river and put the mud on their eyes that was all the faith and belief they needed to demonstrate for for god to heal so yeah throughout the bible they're always doing you know odd things it seems um, before the healing comes. And it's never the thing itself that they do right. other than it's an exercising of their faith. Right, like the man who was laying on his mat sick. You know, he says, pick up your mat and walk. He didn't say, get up and walk. He said, pick up your mat and walk. 
And so there was something that God is always asking us to do, to have the faith to do, to give that little bit and say, okay, God, I don't know how it's going to happen. So maybe that is you right now. Maybe you have felt like, I just don't have enough faith to see God work in my life. Well, great. You're in good company (laughs) because all of us have hit that spot and many people in the Bible. And that's when God shows up in a big way. So this week, I want you to visualize that mustard seed and say, God, I don't have a lot, but what I have is yours. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. Maybe give them a mustard seed. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week, where we fill you up one cup at a time. Luann, I'm so excited about the new Encouragement Cafe website. We've got devotions on there. We've got past radio shows on there you can listen to. We have Bible studies taking place on there. There's so many ways to get a dose of encouragement from the website. So I'm excited to send people to check it out. I am too. And you know, you can always see where we're going to be next. We have events happening all over the country. Check it out. EncouragementCafe.com.